0: Not morning voice because I decided to wait till I really woke up to do my podcast. <laughs> hey guys, what's up? It is Sunday. It is a beautiful day, except if you listen to this podcast another day. And uh, yeah, I literally have Blue's Clues on the mind. I have a toddler, as you guys, most of you know, and I literally go to work. And it's in my head, you know, I'm doing the, like I could be blue. So if anyone, you know, over at the Nick studios, you ever decide you need a new blue or, you know, maybe the voice of blue needs a break. Here I am. You know, you got to put it in your notebook. That's the first clue. This is so bad. This is so bad. So how do I 4.0 life? Um, I 4.0 life in blue's Clues eyes. You know, put things in your notebooks, find out clues, and then you know, song time, la la la, like all these great things. Um, sorry if some of you guys are parents and you're like, oh, this is gonna be stuck in my head all day. At least it's not something that's on the radio now, like you know, some of these rap songs. that are a little, uh, little much, little much. So, um, it is. I mean, I think we're eleven days out from Christmas. Um. It's so the Christmas Eve, and then you got 10 days till Hanukkah. So happy holidays, everyone. I'm really excited. Next Sunday will be the 22nd, and then the 23rd is Hanukkah, and then the 24th, Christmas Eve, and the 25th, Christmas Day. I don't know about you guys, but I'm really excited because this year, my son. He's going to totally get the ripping, the opening of presents. The, you know, he just he's going to understand it more, and I'm really excited. And as you guys know from listening to my traditions podcast episode, um, my dad celebrates it early, so I get to celebrate, celebrate, I get to celebrate this holiday for like two weeks. Legit, awesome sauce. Wah, wah, wah. All right, so let's get started. Um, I told you guys I usually like to stem my podcast episodes from the blog, thequeenbuzz.com. And if you missed my post on Friday, you can always kick back and head on over to thequeenbuzz.com. It was called uh, All I Want for Christmas is My Health. And I went into exactly what's kind of going on with me. And I've kind of been hush-hush with it for a little bit because I want to get information from all – Perspectives. I don't want to just, you know, preach out something and I'm not sure about it. I've been researching, I've been reading, and just trying to understand a little bit more. And I thought about how this perfectly works because (laughs) after kind of understanding what's going on with me, and crying, and laughing, and ups and downs. I'm still making life happen. Like there were literally times where I was crying and then I'm holding my son and I'm like, all right, well, he he wants to play cars. So I can't cry right now. Like as much as I want to get it out. And yes, I'm not saying you push your feelings aside. Like for me, I'm like, let's play cars because you know what? I'm here. I'm present. So today's episode is woke up, be thankful. And I don't know if you guys know me very well, I will constantly remind you like someone walks in, they're like, oh my God, I don't want to like do this. I'm so tired. And I'm like, okay, listen, listen, you woke up this morning healthy with your vision, um, with your hearing, you have two limbs, uh, AKA arms. You have two limbs, AKA, you know, legs. You have all this stuff. Stop complaining. Like you woke up this morning be thankful. And that's basically what I'm talking about. And I really want to get down to the nitty-gritty because I don't think, especially right now with the holiday season, I don't think we're really taking care of ourselves. Um, Parents, especially, you know, single parents, it's so much harder. Like, I really think you need to stop. Listen to this podcast episode. Um, If you're driving in the car, please obviously pay attention to the road. But if you're sitting at home, just like really wind down Pause me if you have to pause me right now. Go get, like, a cup of tea. Go get coffee, latte, whatever is soothing to you. If you need a, you know, a glass of vino, go get a glass of vino. You do you. And uh, pay attention. Um, I'm going to do my best to put some laughter and giddy in this because, in this, you know, I'm usually sarcastic and funny. But it's also a serious podcast. And then I promise you guys, yes, I know you've been waiting. And some of you emailed me asking When? Towards the end of this podcast, I will be giving you an intro into my book, and then moving forward, it's book time, folks. All right. So here's the thing. 4.0 in life. How do you 4.0 in life? And most people will say, oh, I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that. Er, Pump the brakes. You're forgetting something. Your health. Your health is number one. So you we sleep, we eat, we relax. Do we? Because then I say to myself, how many times a day are you like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm lacking sleep. Oh, I, I just don't have time to eat. I'll just grab something and snack. Relaxing. I want to relax, but I, if I relax, then how do I get all this stuff done? Right there. That's a problem. All right. We're constantly – we're taking advantage of what we're granted. We're taking advantage of life. We're taking advantage of health and I said to myself, you know what I'm going to do while I was writing up my, um, my notes for this episode? I'm like, I'm going to write down what I do from night to morning. So for me, sleeping is anywhere from six to seven hours. And again, it's all dependent on my son. Um, my commute is an hour total, meaning back and forth, because it takes me about anywhere from 30, to 35 minutes. So, you know, an hour, tack on an hour, 10. Um, work. I'm at work for eight hours. And then I get home from work right away. And I watch my son for the remaining five hours until he passes out. Now that could be five, six, or seven. Because if he doesn't go to bed till late, we're prolonging that. So then I was doing the math. And I'm like, wait a second. Like a whole day, 24 hours, right? And I'm missing out on three to four hours of like, where is it? <laughs> like where to go and i'm saying like listen obviously you could be cooking dinner um you could be doing uh, exercising uh, i've been slacking on that i admit but i'm trying to figure out where where is that time where's that time that i could be working out doing yoga where's that time where i could be just sitting and reading a book, where, what, where did it go? And that also brings the reminder to me, like, I am not a hundred percent taking care of myself. I am not sitting down for 10 minutes and just going, okay. Like, you know, when that calm commercial comes on and they say, do nothing for 30 seconds, like an idiot, I sit there for 30 seconds and I hold my breath. I'm like, wait. <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to do. Like you're supposed to just sit and relax. And then, you know, Blue's Clues comes back on. So it's like, all right. But where is my relaxation time? Where is the time that I'm actually eating warm food? And if you're a parent, listen, I get it. Most of the time it's cold or it's cereal or it's on the go. But here's the thing. You're not going to be able to be on the go always if you're constantly missing out on mindfulness. It's its a very um, buzzword, mindfulness. It's literally everywhere. But in talks of this episode, you time, the time where you actually take care of your heart and say, hey, buddy, I'm going to give you five to 10 minutes to cool down and relax. Because I don't think we realize without Mr. Heart or Mrs. Heart, you know, whatever view you want to put it on, um, like your heart, what about it? How come you're not giving it a break without your heart giving it a break you don't get a break and then things actually can get worse. So here's the thing you're not useful if you're tired and you can say, oh, I can push through, I can push through, I can do this, but you're not doing everything to your best ability. I know that like right away I'm I know when I'm tired, I'm not functioning hundred percent. And then you're moody or you're grouchy. And then you're taking things out on other people that don't deserve that just because you're tired. You're not useful if you're sick. So again, if you're not taking care of yourself and you're letting yourself become overtired and just work, 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 or you're just not giving yourself those minutes, seconds, whatever it takes, you're sick. You're not useful. Because then one, you're also making other people uncomfortable because you're just like hacking up a lung all over them, which isn't cool. And your respiratory droplets are up in the atmosphere, which isn't cool. So please stay home, take care of you if you're sick. And then the other thing that kicks in, so now you're tired, you're sick, whatever the case is, you start to forget to do things, you harbor up more stress. So on top of your daily stressors, which are manageable, now you're even more stressed because you, you're you tired, you don't feel good, and you have to tackle that times 10, then, you know, anxiety kicks in. Again, everybody has different forms of anxiety. Everyone um, experiences anxiety differently. And for those who have it managed, you can still, you know, harbor up some unwanted anxiety, causing your day to be a little worse. And then the number one thing we I think we forget, stress. Yeah, yeah it's a killer. Stress can also, like, awaken Those things inside our body that we don't want to awaken, like shingles, like hello, do you really want those? Because I don't, you know. Knock on wood, everybody. Even though I think this is like particle board, I don't think it's real wood. (laughs) Oops. Um, but like you then can awaken other things in your body. Your body is literally trying to hold you up while you're pounding it down with all these things. When all it takes is like. Take take a 15-minute break, maybe every three hours, to just sit. And you may, if you have to keep working, fine, but just sit. Sit up straight. Allow your lungs to fully expand. Take care of you. I can't tell you how important it is when it comes to stress and what it can do to your body. I talked about um, when I was diagnosed with anxiety disorder and that really slapped me in the face because you don't realize until something happens the importance of your life, the advantage you take of, you know, when it comes to your life. And it shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be, well, I'm just going to go, go, go. And then when something happens, then it'll wake me up. It should never be that. It should, you know, you wake up every morning, you should like, Whoever you pray to, whoever you believe in, thank them or just thank your family, whoever you have to be like, thank you, because you woke up another day and you were able to do the things you do. I don't think we fully realize and appreciate that. And for me, when I had my anxiety attack, I was just like, wow, I need to chill out. I need to like, and it's not to say I do a lot with like work or blogging, vlogging, none of that, because this stuff actually like talking to you guys and doing what I'm doing right now, recording my podcast episodes, this is calming to me. Like I love to talk. (laughs) That's funny. Everyone's like, yeah, you do. Shush. (laughs) You love to talk. No, what I mean is it's like I get to... Reach out, and it's like my therapy session, and just talk to you guys and get everything off my chest that maybe throughout the day I can't do. Or, you know, when I get home, my husband's working late, I can't talk to him. So, this is like relaxing to me, but it's just me making things at work. Maybe I build them up to be something they're, you know, bigger than and they shouldn't be, or, you know, just taking on extra tasks because I think I could do it. Listen, it's okay to believe you know, you're a superhero. And I feel like every single person is because the things that we do as human beings in this world is just, it's outrageous. Like the fact that we do the things we do on a regular, it's crazy. When I became a mom, I'm like, I can't believe I did that. I gave birth and then I somehow could function on three hours of sleep. Like, I don't know how I did it. And then I have to say to myself, but you have to give your body time to recoup, recover. That's just like anything, you know, if If you fall down and you scrape your knee, if you don't take care of your body, it's never going to heal. It's never going to get better. So what do you do? Okay, you put medicine on it. You put a Band-Aid on it. You wrap it if it's broken. All those steps that you're doing to fix something, you also need to take on a larger scale and fix your entire body, your whole life. You need to, I'm not saying wrap yourself up in a bubble and don't go outdoors because you're going to get infected with something. But just literally put a Band-Aid on yourself and just give yourself time to heal and relax. So I'm bringing this up because um, for me things changed a little bit uh, not too long ago. Um, found out something right before Thanksgiving. Um, if you read my post on my blog, you know what I'm talking about, and uh, that's braca one, braca one, folks. So if you don't know what that is, I'll be right back and share with you why I'm comfortable talking about it, why I'm not crying anymore, and the outlook I have on this. Be right back. All right, I'm back. And um, if I was talking to you guys about this a couple weeks ago, I think I'd be crying. Um, my, I probably would get like a shock because of all the tears coming from my face But I shortly found out um, I was BRCA1 positive. Uh, I immediately did some, you know, Googling, which you never should do. (laughs) Like, leave it to the professionals, like I said last week. Um, But I, you know, as a bio teacher, we teach genetics, right? And we talk about genetic disorders, abnormalities, mutations, and I was so mad at myself for not truly understanding this one. And I mean, we don't bring it up in class. We don't talk about it. But still, I'm like, I should know this. Like, I understand mutations. I understand genetics. But I this is like foreign to me. And when I read about BRCA and then I went to see a genetic counselor and learning about it, I was just, it was besides myself. So I tested for BRCA1 positive because it was something in the family line. And, um, you know, truly the only way you know is if you've gone through genetic testing. And it takes about, I think they say like minimum four weeks to find out. So, of course, you're sitting and you're waiting. And I do my best to keep myself busy. And initially when I found out if I – before the testing came back, I was a mess. And then I'm like, okay, I have to busy my mind. I can't think about this. And I also thought about what, you know, which direction I would go in. Then right before Thanksgiving, my doctor calls me and gives me the results. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I remember I I left work early that day. I cried the whole way home because I knew already what I was planning to do. I knew the steps I was going to take. But you're saying to your – like, the one thing I said and I was like, I can't believe I said that. I'm like, I don't have time for this. (laughs) I'm like, wait, what? Like, meaning I can't dedicate any more emotions or take time away from my happiness. Not like what I'm doing in life. Not like I don't have time for this in my day. Meaning I didn't want to make room for more feelings or emotions to be like harbored up for something like this. Like I didn't ask for this. Like I don't want this. And maybe at the time it was selfish to say because I know there are much worse situations like people who don't find out and then they do have cancer. But the way I felt is, I'm I'm like, no, I'm a mom. I'm positive. I have to be there for my kids. I'm a teacher. I'm positive. I have to be there for the kids. You know, like all these things going through your mind, you know. It could even be as simple as finding out, like, you have anxiety. Like, you don't, like, someone's like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want something else on my plate that I have to now Figure out because that's just it. We want life to be handed to us on a silver platter, like A, B, C, and those are the answers. When you have something thrown at you that you're not familiar with or that you didn't plan for, you get mad. It's like that you're upset, you're hurt, and it's that anger. And that's what I felt. I remember saying to myself, and then I posted something on Facebook, like, you know, if, and it's really important to realize from all perspectives, whether you're going through something like this, something worse, something less, it doesn't matter the severity it's just just because I look like I'm carrying myself well it doesn't mean that what I'm carrying isn't heavy and for me I didn't tell a lot of people at work um I spoke to a couple people because I don't I don't have to share it like that's the other thing you don't have to share your personal life with anybody you are an adult and if you simply want to say nothing then as an adult you say nothing if you you know, want to share it, then you share it. Um, But that's another thing that I can't understand. Like you can say to somebody, well, you didn't tell us. I don't have to tell you. I really don't. I don't have to share my personal life with you because the way I feel when I go to work I am ready to go. I am focused and I'm doing my job. So what happened was I just lost it. I started crying because it's, it was so heavy that I couldn't hold it in anymore. And I'm getting a little like emotional talking about this right now because it's, for me now it's, it's anger. That's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling angry because, and pe- not everyone, and, and yet Listen. I know what some of you are saying. And I told myself out loud, I apologize to a coworker. Not everyone feels the way that Dina feels. And I totally understand that. But I, you know, I just the way I view it is I want people to understand that I'm not going to tell you my personal life. And it's not because we're not friends. It's not any of that. So please don't take it personally. It's simply that I don't want pity from anybody. That's one thing I never ever want. Um, if I want support, I'll ask you for support again, not being mean, but just saying it's a part of my life that's going on that I don't want to bring into my work world because here at work, I can let it go for a little bit and I could stop thinking about it. And that's what we so much have to focus on. And that's going back to before the break in the episode that we have so much going on, but there's times in your life you need to just, I'm not saying put it to bed and forget about it, but just put it aside You know, close the curtain, let it, it's still there, totally understand, but do other things. Don't constantly think and think and think and think and think till you reach this breaking point to where you're like, you know, yelling at every single person and and it's not their fault. So for me, you know, it was very important to go to genetic counseling. Um, Here's why. Okay. So I go to genetic counseling, and most doctors are going to read BRCA1 positive, they're going to tell you what to do. um, And that's, you know, that's what it is. Um, I'm reading online that ovarian cancer is part of BRCA1. And the thing that people don't realize is we don't have the advanced screening for ovarian cancer that we do for breast cancer. You know, you go for mammograms annually and you check yourself. It's You can't really check your ovaries. It's not like it is something as superficial as breast tissue. And Sometimes ovarian cancer is not caught until it's in its later stage, which makes it scary. And when you have BRCA1, you can have up to like an 85% chance of getting ovarian cancer. So now all this stuff is racing through my mind. The other thing that's racing through my mind is I'm 36 years old, okay? I planned with my husband to have one child. Um, but then when someone tells you they're taking away parts of you, that can create life or do what y- you want to do. I Meaning, as a woman, you want to have babies or you want to have, you know, more than one. I felt very protective over that part of my body. And I'm like, no, you're not taking them away. I want another baby. And, you know, there's it's a roller coaster ride because here's the thing: there are some times where women at the age of 40 are saying, oh, I want another baby. And they have that option. So in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I don't get that option anymore. Like, you're taking something away from me. And it seems like, well, do you want another kid or don't you? It's not that easy, you know? Like, I don't know where I'm going to be in four years. Like, in four years, I could, you know, my husband and I could be like, okay, let's do it. I. Now I don't have that option. Now I can't do that. And I'm not saying this. And some people are like, oh, you're so selfish. You had a baby. Yes, I did have a child. I was also told it might take me a very long time to have a child and it might not be that easy. And I was so blessed to have a healthy child. So please don't take this as in that way, you know, where some people literally were like, oh, but you already had one healthy child. Yeah, that's great. I had one healthy child. It doesn't mean I can't have two. It doesn't mean I can't have eight, but it's just something I'm saying on a personal level. That now you're taking something away from me, like that, you know. So again, there comes the anger, and then there comes the sadness, and literally crying out of nowhere. So I go to genetic counseling, and here's why it's very, 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 very important to go to genetic counseling. Okay, these people know genetics; they know the family tree. It's not just making a Punnett square that you did in high school. It's more than that. On my uh, report, it said I had a VUS which is known as a variant of uncertain significance. So I read that and I'm like, (laughs) uncertain, like what? more uncommon things. Like, oh, my dear Lord. What that means is part of the diagnosis, the looking at my genes, the separation of your DNA, saying, ooh, there it is, chromosome this, chromosome that. An uncertain gene, which is still being studied, um, still being understood, popped up. The positive of this is that if it is the variant, it could signify that it's not a mutation, which might mean that everything that was harboring in my head about removing, um, having re- removal of breasts and reconstruction surgery and a hysterectomy might not have to be in my future. So, you know, of course, my genetic counselor suggested doing another genetic test, which 100% did. Um, because I have faith in her and I believe that second opinions are always the best option. Um, and you know, I'll have to wait three weeks. So in the new year, I'll find out all this information, but I'm living and I'm coping. And you know, even with, um, the outcome, you still, you still have to move forward. Like I look at my son and he is 100% my motivation to keep going um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm getting emotional about doing this. This is so silly. But I think it's just you know, realizing what you have. You know, I can't even believe like these young children today who are diagnosed with cancer, like that sucks. You know, that's not fair. Or women who get ovarian cancer, because like I said, it's you can't detect it. Like it's 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 scary, it's crazy. So next time you wake up and you're cranky because your kid kept you up all night or wet the bed or, you know, your husband or wife or boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other just like didn't hug you or kiss you or say I love you, like just realize when you wake up that next morning, you're waking up and you're alive. And that's it. That's all it is. And you are the person that's going to be the one who Predicts your health. If you don't take care of yourself and you just get by on eating a granola bar all day, drinking a glass of water, and say, I have to power through, I want to make millions of dollars, well, then that's you. And then when the outcome for your health isn't good, you're the one that did it to yourself. Okay. Not to say, obviously, things in our environment and our atmosphere pollution that's not causing more problems. The foods we eat, yes. Okay. We can go there, we can have a whole conversation, we can get political, but I'm not doing that because what I'm bringing to light is you control your outcome. And I'm not going to say destiny because I don't, I don't like that word destiny. I believe like I'm going to sit here. It's destined for me. Yeah. Or you can get off the couch now and go after and get what you want. So (laughs) let's put things in perspective. I always say life is not a dress rehearsal because it really isn't. You don't go out, do life and say, "Mm, let me rewind, pause. I'm going to do it again and I'm going to do it better. No, do it best the first time around. Don't say you have a second chance. And I don't mean if you do something, you can't do it again. Of course you can. But if you're really trying to make a mark and you really want to put the best foot forward, do it. Because in life, that's all you get. You get that one chance. Meaning if something happens to you, you can't always come back from it. So think about it. Take five extra seconds. One, two, three, four, five. And ask yourself, should I say that? Oof, Should I do that? (sighs) <sighs> like my nose is running. Oh my God, worse. <laughs> Make myself get emotional here. All right, so that was heavy. That was a lot. I try to have it, you know, have a, a funny outcome. And, you know, I'm fine. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to take care of myself. And whatever the outcome comes from this second opinion genetic testing, I'm just going to be proactive. I'm going to move forward. And I'm going to do everything that I need to do to take care of me. So as promised, I'm only going to give you guys a small snippet into my book. I know, I know, I know. I promised season three was going to be all about my book, but then all these different topics came my way, some emails that like X, Y, Z. So for those of you who are wondering, uh, my book came out, um, oh my God, sorry. I hate sniffling. I'm going to have to like edit that out. I'm looking when my book came out. How bad is that? (laughs) okay so my book came out in 2015 um I kept saying 2014 that's because it took me like a year and a half to write it it's called paper bag princess um and I'll give you guys like a little snippet if you will all right so chapter one is called hashtag true love and it's very short if you are kissing dating or fooling around with a married man That is not true love and never will be. Hashtag just saying. Chapter two, retired. It's Friday night, 9.14 p.m. to be exact, and I just finished applying my La Mer eye cream. My new neon pink lipstick by Bobbi Brown lay on the counter screaming for an application, but my nighttime eye cream has won. My excuse for being home on a Friday night is because I'm 31 years old. I do realize you're sitting there shaking your head, laughing because my excuse is super lame, or you too are looking at your watch right now as you too are doing the exact same thing. I used to be heading out the door in about 46 minutes to meet up for girls night this time last year to hit up our popular hotspot to work out. Yes, dancing is an awesome form of cardio, especially when doing it in six inch heels. Best booty and thigh workout all the while having a great time. It was always the same crew, same time, same place, and same table. Then I questioned, what the heck happened in just one year? My hair is my hair back to its natural blonde color. My original ACL has been replaced, moved to a new location, and I'm divorced. With that being said, I typed up an email to Disney because my happily ever after didn't pan out and I felt that it was his fault and somebody had to get blamed. Dear Disney, Growing up, my parents always bought me all the Disney VCR tapes along with the books to help me read my way into the beautiful future I would have with my prince charming. Well, those Disney books that always told me I would get a fabulous pair of shoes, awake with a romantic kiss, have an animal man beast take me to a castle, or have seven men in my life to clean my house, take care of me, and still have a prince love me without being jealous? Lied. Sincerely, Cinderella, who clearly missed that ball. After I typed up the email, I hit send and smiled as I snuggled into bed. Finally, peacefully into bed, and there is my phone laughing at me as the email sent from me to Mr. Disney failed. Note to self, no magic godmother, no magic letter to Mr. Disney, unless it is a cheerful one. Darn, I knew I should have added a smiley face. Either way, I lay there trying to remember what truly happened. I even struggled writing in my journal because I didn't, even know how to write the reality i don't even know when it all started falling apart to where it could no longer be fixed the hair was okay because trust me after two weeks my blondes grew back and were easily mistaken for gray hairs my knee was miserable as was my current wardrobe because i had to wear a thick brace 24 7 but i was getting better day by day and my new location my new location was actually really nice i say location because it didn't feel like home and i never wanted it to feel like home And there was the fact that I was divorced from my husband. We fought, argued, and went to sleep mad a lot. But when did all those great times get pushed aside for the bad times? When did we give up? When and why did we give up? And I truly hate bubbling in the divorce option when I have to sign or fill out papers. One more email before I go to sleep. Dear 2013, you totally stink. And that's all I'm giving to you guys. Uh, Everyone's like, no, keep reading. But um, I promise, 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 I will get you guys more chapters in upcoming episodes. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, You know, a little different episode here. I know most of mine are silly, funny, haha. But you got to turn, I guess, the emotional caliber, radar, whatever it's called. (laughs) I'm making up words right now because I'm at a loss of words. So, yeah. Guys, tune in every Sunday. Check out my episodes. Please rate and review. Thank you so much for the overwhelming amount of listenership. I mean, I am... Heard in different countries. So that makes me so happy. You can email me thequeenbuzz at gmail.com. And what I was mentioning to you guys about leaving a message, you guys are listening in right now, and there is this button that says leave a message. You simply record yourself on your phone, um, whatever you want to record yourself on. Just send me a message. Do you love the podcasts, episodes? Do you, you know, want to tell me to? lower the volume because I'm too loud and I'm screaming in your head. Whatever it is, I dare you. I dare you to leave me a message and rate and review. All right. So I'm going to wind down now. Enjoy the rest of the Sunday. Be thankful for the life I'm given. And yeah, hopefully hear from you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your day. And yeah, let's talk next Sunday. Bye.